93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. What's going on, Jackson? It's that time again. It's the Chase Channel Show. You heard the man. My name's Chase. And Uncle Sid, he's out on assignment right now. But we have something special in store because a lot of you probably were anticipating George B. So I'm sorry to bum you out, but he's actually here with us in studio. How you doing, George? Doing fine. Uh, and some people are saying, who's George B? <laughs> <laughs> and we got Chuck Talker Walker with us. What is going on? I, it is... I'm so happy to be in the presence of radio greatness right now. Well, you're basically George's agent. Well, I, I am, and that's the only, only reason I let him do this show is because I was here, too. <laughs> you know, I never had agents nor security before this gig. Exactly. It was, got, it was worth coming out of retirement for. <laughs> exactly. That makes you feel important. I like to take 70% off the top. We do a reverse split on me and George. Uh, we're, we're, <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker here. <laughs> we're going to talk about business and uh, George, one of his specialties, and we're going to, I'd like to hear a little bit just about um, your life leading up to radio and, you know, what makes you so great at it? Because in my opinion, you're one of the legends of talk radio and it's great to have you back on the air here. And I know Monday I was there for the inaugural event, but how's the first week been back on the air? First week, it, it's been fun. Um, you know, you, you have a little bit of nervous trepidation uh, when you've retired four times and somebody asks you to come back and they say, oh, I think you, you've got one more left in you. <laughs> and so I, I hope I hadn't used it all up this week, that one more left in me. But it's gone very well. The public uh, have been so gracious and the listenership is growing like crazy. And of course, we're in the day of social media and, you know, which is the fastest word of mouth there is. Uh, the callers are good. The topics are good. It's fun. It's a great team to work with. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very pleased. I'm having fun. And that's what you want to do when you come back out of retirement. You want to have fun. Now, you had some protesters earlier this week that were out there. I don't really. I didn't want to talk about it on Monday. <laughs> and I'm not crazy about talking about it today. Because I, when I heard there were going to be protesters, I assumed since we were doing live at the roundabout which has been a big topic of conversation in Jackson for several years. I assumed that the protesters that were purportedly coming were coming to protest the roundabout. Right. <laughs> but instead, they showed up with signs protesting me. I think my favorite sign of the week was George B. ate my dog. <laughs> Somebody had a sign, impeach George B. I'm not elected. <laughs> I'm selected. You can't, you can't impeach a selected uh, uh, people spokesman, I don't think, can you, Chuck? Well, the, my personal favorite, and, and to answer your question, no, you can't yet at least uh was the one that said make love not roundabouts that was that was my personal favorite i don't know what hipster got that one going but that was awesome there was a movement uh i saw several signs build a wall around the roundabout yeah <laughs> and uh they were serious it could get them some practice they were very, very, it, very you serious. know what i mean you start with a smaller project first get the wall around that and, and take off from there i will go on record saying two things um we did our official scientific poll 
take 10 collar pole plus the horn blowing pole, which was very successful. And about 53 point something percent approve of the roundabout. That was shocking to me. Me too. Um, I don't know that we can trust all of those horn blowers. Well, the take 10 collar pole was 50 50. Well, and that, that part's true. And, um, you know, the thing about polls is I'm always suspect about poll results being reported because I don't see, hear, experience the poll taking place. That's why I say the take 10 caller poll that's live is more trustworthy than the ones that are reported on the next day or the next week or the next month. I totally agree with that. And if you're a first-time listener, today at 5 o'clock you'll do the, the daily Take 10 caller poll, right? We will. And, and, and it may be on something on Build the Wall because, uh, uh, you know, there's there's so much going on with that right now. I I live way out in the country and have a uh, one of these farmer's gates that locks at the drive. And I'm actually feeling guilty when I shut that gate, <laughs> because people are saying at the federal level, a, a wall is immoral. A gate is immoral. And to my Catholic friends, I, I feel I feel with you and for you what the Pope and the Vatican must be going th- through right now to find out their walled city is immoral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm not comfortable with any of this. And um uh, I don't know that those those kind of questions that might be a, a actually that might be a great Friday question. I think it'd be a great Friday question, and I think that uh, for those of you who don't know, this is something that I've learned you know over the last week because I didn't get a listen. I just moved to West Tennessee in 2015, and during that time you were on hiatus from being on air. Right, I was taking a sabbatical. But you are known as the people spokesperson, guardian protector of civil liberties, educator of the airways, and role model of America's youth. And you know, I, I know that's uh, a lot of uh, self-promotion there, but uh, most of those titles have been given to me. If you were at the roundabout, some of those friends from each of those categories came by, too. You know, there were people that carry the ACLU card there. There were uh, young people there. There were over-the-hill people there. You know, you you say I'm a legend. Legend to me always meant has been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that it always had the positive connotation, but... A very wide demographic mix, and that's why we say the people's spokesperson. I am not, nor will I try to be, your pastor on radio. I'm not going to be your pastor. I'm not going to be your psychologist. I'm not going to be your counselor. I'm not going to tell you what party you need to uh, uh, ascribe to and what uh, tenets of beliefs you need to have. Uh, I will express my opinion when I ask. But I want the people to be able to talk. Neither am I the representative from the local chambers of commerce. I'm not representing the city or county or state government. We've got plenty of that, plenty of people telling folks how to be sheep and what to think and how to feel and and which way to act. That's not my job. And that's where the people's spokesperson comes from. We, we need that. Jackson Radio needs that. We, we've gotten a little slack in our local media. We've, we've become a little bit dumbed down. And what we think 
is the most important is what we're told by the, quote, power brokers or the government officials is the most important. No, that's not what the most important is. What's most important is what individuals think. Then we get off on this diversity thing. And for years, you know, I've been asked to count the number of black people and the number of white people and the number of yellow people and all this, and that's diversity. I have discovered that has nothing to do with diversity. That has to do with color charts. Diversity is the difference in opinions and thoughts and beliefs of people. And so all the time we in America are saying we want more diversity, we're at the same time squeezing people into the politically correct mold. And they are antithetical. Uh, they They are the like ends of magnets they repel each other you can't have diversity and unity yeah <laughs> to a degree people don't like gridlock i love gridlock uh and it's the same as sports do you want to go to a sporting event and see continually uh one one team scoring very high and one team scoring very low no you want that competition you want that exchange of athleticism and we want that exchange of ideas so those are some of the things with civil liberties we like to talk about finally i'd say this uh civil liberties have to do with the rights that are given to us in our documents the constitution there's an awful lot of interpretation and even Uh, efforts to eliminate parts of the Constitution. Absolutely. But when I read it, and that's my Bible for my philosophy, I'm a libertarian, uh, perhaps more constitutionalist than libertarian. But when I read those, that Bill of Rights, I realize I can understand the English that it's written in. When I was in high school, they taught us to understand the Canterbury Tales, which was this really crazy English. But we understood what each word meant. Uh, I grew up reading the King James Bible from, what, 1638, 1649? Yeah. I have no trouble understanding what it says, even though those words are several hundred years old. And I can even understand Shakespeare. Now, suddenly when we come to a document— that is much younger than the King James Bible or Shakespeare, we suddenly say, well, uh, it doesn't mean the same thing as what it said back then. Well, of course it does. It means exactly what it says. And uh, we don't need to shy away from that. That's what we need to be doing in talk radio. Issue by issue, how does it stand up to the Constitution? And if we don't like the Constitution, we don't ignore for instance, the Second Amendment, we don't ignore it. We change it. Oh, but you can't change the Constitution. Well, we had prohibition. We got rid of prohibition. There have been changes to the Constitution. There's a process for doing it. Do what it says. I'm a fundamentalist about the Constitution. Uh, I don't think it needs any interpretation. I think it's pretty clear. I just think we have gone overboard in interpreting it because today's citizens don't know what they meant back then i know what they meant how about you well you know i think that it's it's interesting because you bring up a great point but i think one thing we should we should just clarify for the listeners we're hanging out with george b chuck talker walker's with us 
And it sounds like we got text text messages coming in on the Victory Honda text line. That number is 731-215-0158. But what is libertarian? Well, libertarian basically says you, Chase Channel 1, should have all the freedom you want, all the freedom you can handle until it interferes with my 18-inch personal space. Period. Libertarian says the government has one responsibility, and that is to protect the citizens of the United States, to protect our borders, not the borders of every other country in the world. The libertarian would say we have freedom from government, not we have freedom because of government. And there's a huge difference. Uh, The libertarian would say you don't need all these rules and regulations. You let the marketplace take care of it. And when the marketplace can't come to an understanding through competition and through capitalism, then you take it to the court system. You don't need more and more and more regulations. That's basically what the libertarian says. Hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, well, and it's funny because all kidding aside, that's that's why I fancy myself a libertarian now. For listening to George's shows all these years back in the you know in the early to mid two thousands, and he would talk about that concept because so, if you really think about it. It's completely different than what we have now, and there's been there's been really good libertarian candidates. A lot of people go to Ron yeah. Paul. Uh, Gary Johnson was a guy that, that, that Gary Johnson was very good. Ron Paul was the best. Ron Paul was the best, and he is and and for me, he's the high water mark for the party, and he got closer than anybody else. But he still, you know, had had to pick a side to 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 make a run at it. But the the common sense approach. I'm a, I say this all the time to people. Let's just say it out loud. Don't trust me. Don't believe anything I say. Let's just say this out loud, and let's see where we come out on it and what makes sense. And to me, when you say it out loud, most people that I know, even though they don't know that they're libertarian, they are libertarian. Because everything that you just said is correct. You're either free or you're not. You're not free to a degree. There's no way that you can mince your words. Take the take the First Amendment. Okay. We've got several rights there. Uh that shall not be infringed. That's always the key phrase that you see in these amendments. Shall The government shall not infringe. Whose rights? The people's. And we've turned that around to where government sometimes acts like we're infringing on the government's rights. Uh-uh. The Constitution is to protect us against draconian government regulation. First Amendment, right to assemble. We did that at the roundabout. At the first of the week. That was great. There were some protesters there. Now, one of, one of those protesters got escorted away, I saw. By whom? I think security was there and got him. Well, it may have been, you know, uh, uh, mall. Or was that just a it may fan? Have been I... mall security, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the people. Have those were, people been furloughed, the mall security? <laughs> they were there to, to, to follow us. Freedom of religion. Not freedom from religion. I wrote a letter last year. I would go through all these West Tennessee towns, and there on Courthouse Square on government property, I would see Santa Claus. I would see reindeer. I wrote a letter to all the organizations that declare we should have freedom from religion. I said, quite simply, I do not believe in Santa Claus. I'm offended that I should be subjected to seeing Santa Claus on Court Square. Now, haven't we done that with religious symbols in America? Somebody says, well, I don't believe. I don't believe in God. Okay. 
Therefore, none of us can put religious symbols out. It's the same thing. We pick and choose. If you're going to have freedom of speech, you've got to have total freedom of speech. Well, then people would say ugly words like the uh, like the newly elected uh, legislator at the federal level, you know, calling uh, Donald Trump the MFR. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But why don't we just let her say it? Let the public decide whether they like what she says or not. The public will take care of that. The community standards will evolve. We don't need the government to tell us what we can say and what we can't say. Finally, in regard to the freedom of speech, all of us want to protect stuff that we agree with. But the purpose of that amendment is to protect people who want to say things we don't agree with. That's healthy. That's good. That's what was intended. And unfortunately, uh, we're not as free as we used to be, and we're not as unregulated as we used to be. When I was a kid a few years ago, the only contact I had with the federal government was when the mail carrier delivered my mail. That was it. Compare that to today. Your contact with the federal government. Case closed. I would say it is case closed. Well, it it is, and it's such a great point because when you bring up the things that you you talk about, and this is what you're missing in society now, is the civil discourse throughout history has been what has created change or adaptation or or the way that we think about that. And when when you take that away, when you take away the uncomfortableness of society, and I see this so much with the work that I do at, you know, school systems around here is kids can no longer handle and i'm not knocking kids here because it's not the kids it's the parents they're the problem but kids can no longer handle situations that that are just uncomfortable i'm not talking about outrageous situation situations i'm talking about situations that make you we can have no civil discourse we create human beings and put out into this world as as parents now people who cannot handle from anything from being told no to having a uh, no or to having a disagreement with Agreed. someone Agreed. And, and and that's a problem because there's no growth there right if there's no friction there is no growth if there is no discussion there is no learning and those are the things that you miss out on when you stifle freedom of speech because you're right i, I yeah. agree with what you said it's ridiculous that she called but you know what you know who thinks it's ridiculous chuck walker thinks it's ridiculous i know there's a ton of other people that, that You know what? I'm so finally glad that she stood up to Trump and he says, that's wonderful. Let's talk with those people. Let's 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 find something to talk about. Let's let's argue back and forth till we reach a point of agreement. Well, we used to call it agree to disagree. And now, you know, it, it, social media is, is probably the one that's I think people think they're invisible there. And, you know, I, I may say I'm keyboard gonna, warriors. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going uh, to mow my grass and I want it. I, I, but I, I want my grass to be at least four inches to four inches high, uh, not the uh, neighborhood associations under three inches high. And then somebody comes on Facebook and says, well, I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> Overreaction yeah. Yeah. to somebody's opinion. Of course, then again, libertarians are sometimes considered a little crazy because they're going to go for absolute property rights. And most of us probably don't want, really want that in our neighborhood. Uh, I'm saying we should. Um, And there's some other things, libertarian, that are, you know, everybody should be able to bear arms. And and this is really controversial, but we have the Second Amendment. As I read it, there are no restrictions on felons, 
on the mentally ill, <laughs> on people who have abused family members. I don't there think there are, is on concealment either. There aren't on concealment. There is no open door to permitting, application process, registration. None of that's there. Whoa, wait a minute, George B., but we need those restrictions. Fine. If we need them, then let's abolish the Second Amendment as is. Let's rewrite it and let's put let's put the caveats there. Let's put them in there. Makes sense. But let's don't just pretend they're there, and let's don't just ignore what it says. We're going to take a short break, and speaking of freedom of speech, when we come back, I want to find out, because you were on air, and the reason that you were fired from being on air had to do with expression of views. So I want to talk a little bit about your lead-up into broadcast, and then... Now okay. that you're back. Uh, so. Great. It's great to be here. I mean, really. that that I tell you, that whole conversation took a turn to the serious, but we can lighten up a little bit around here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging out with George B. and Chuck Walker. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Everyone needs a car, but not everyone is perfect. You've made mistakes, went through bankruptcy, or got divorced. But that shouldn't stop you from driving the car you want. That's why Victory Honda of Jackson guarantees credit approval to everyone, regardless of your situation. That's right. We guarantee 100% credit approval to all customers, even when you've been turned down elsewhere. We help good people with less than perfect credit get the car they deserve. Getting started is easy. Go to VictoryHondaJackson.com and you'll get credit approval in minutes when others say no we say yes yes to 100 credit approval for complete details and to get started visit victoryhondajackson.com then come into victory honda on highway 45 bypass and start driving the vehicle you want and deserve so don't delay come to victory honda today where we finance people not credit scores You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
That's A Little Less Conversation by Elvis Aaron Presley. And, you know, this is the first show I've done. His birthday was this week. Yes, it was. It was uh, Tuesday. Yeah, on the 8th. Yeah. Elvis would have been, uh, well, he's still alive, so he's 84. But um, you think Elvis is still alive, Chuck? <laughs> you know, and this is this is something that's huge in our, our college. Uh, my daughter is a freshman in college now, and she will sit around with people in her sorority, and they will watch these conspiracy theories. And I swear to you, I pay good money for her education, and she made me watch over Christmas break one about the earth being flat possibly and all the reasons why it could work one of those on there like when you look on youtube and like you see these cons- <laughs> was elvis alive and like bagging groceries at piggly wiggly like in south haven or something like that so now i don't think he is alive uh, at all and i mean i guess he sad as it was died on the toilet did you see the movie i think it went straight to video years ago bubba ho temp no no bubba ho temp Look it up, listeners. Watch it. It's the true, true <laughs> conspiracy story of Elvis still being alive, living in a nursing home in Texas, along with John F. Kennedy. Mm. Yeah. How about Seems that? Seems legitimate. It's eerie. I think the only reason to me, some of those things, and I don't look that into them, but you know, they also told us that artificial safer, you know, artificial sweeteners were safe. There were WMDs in Iraq, and Anna Nicole married for love, but things it, aren't always what they say. You know, Chase, it's a constant tension between the boogeyman. We, we've always got to have a boogeyman. So we're told what the boogeyman is. I remember Y2K was the boogeyman. Uh, you know, there's always a boogeyman that's going to get us. Ebola was the boogeyman. AIDS was the boogeyman. Everything's going to wipe wipe out humanity and there's the tension between the boogeyman and the fact that you can't really trust conspiracies because common sense tells you that people in government can't keep a secret yep that's a fact so you know it's a toss-up 
It is a toss-up. Issue by issue. And you're listening to the Chase Channel Show every Friday from 3 to 4. We get you warmed up for George B. in the afternoon, which will kick off at 4 o'clock, coming up soon. And I was able to talk George into coming on with us today. But I want to just, because while I have you, there's I know you're a great promoter. In the show, we talk about business, so I'd like to hear maybe some pointers that you would give people for promotions of their business. But also, I'd like to hear a little bit about your lead up into talk radio and then what happened when you were on talk radio last and you've been on a break. Maybe if you could lead us into that. Okay. Uh, and it, that's difficult to go into because I'm at 17 careers counting. Wow. And uh, one of them, I was a lobbyist in the state of Tennessee in the hospitality industry. And I always wanted a bumper sticker that said, please don't tell my mother I'm a lobbyist. She thinks I play the piano at a whorehouse. <laughs> but <laughs> that's awesome. during that time, I was also involved in marketing and promotion for tourism-based businesses, such as the old country store Casey Jones Village. Clark Shaw and I have traveled all over North America in promotions over the years, uh, Graceland, Dollywood, uh, small county chambers of commerce, uh, convention visitors bureaus. And one of the things that we kept trying to get people to realize in promotion was to go a little bit old school and go back to the fishing uh, analogy. Now you may be already familiar with this. If you, if are you either one of you guys a fisherman? Yeah, I am. All right. Where do you go? To catch fish. I usually try to go where the fish are. Duh. <laughs> yeah, you got a spot and you're catching fish. And so when you go back, you ought to be going back to that place. But the mindset, particularly in the tourism hospitality business, was we're not getting business from this pond. We need to send more fishermen over there and spend more money and get better lures and fish that hole until we start getting fish out of it. No, spend your money where you're catching fish, which is why in the old days, uh, Ruby Falls and Rock City Gardens uh, hired full-time college students in the summer to do nothing but record license plates. Wow. Do you do license plates at, uh, at, at your business? We do. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. That's old school, but people have forgotten some of the old school. Okay, I, I, hey, we're getting, we're having a special event, and I sent these guys out with clipboards, and they found out that fifty percent of the audience was from Madison County, but the biggest group outside of Madison County was Haywood County and Decatur County, and nobody was coming from Hardin County. So let's place our ads next month. I'm not even going to advertise in the Hardin County paper. I'm going to advertise most in Jackson. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why do people miss that? Uh, I think sometimes the ad salespeople say, well, you want to expand your business. Let's put some money over into this area where you're not getting any business. Mm, be careful with that. So that, you know, that'd be, that, that would be, what do you say with Sid, the secret sauce? The secret sauce. I don't think that's so secret, but. I keep running into it. For instance, I can tell you the number one state that visits Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. By the way, that area, Sevier County of Tennessee, has the most laid-back, redneck, sophisticated marketers you'll ever find. Hmm. Um, I can tell you what state. I, number one is Tennessee, okay? What do you think number two is? Hmm, maybe Georgia? Nope. North Carolina? Nope. It's a family vacation spot. 
has been for years, Pennsylvania. Really? I would not have guessed that. How do they know that? License plates, hotel registrations, duh. So where do you think they continue to spend a great deal of money on their ad buys? Pennsylvania. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, when we were kids, because I grew up in West Virginia, like if you went to the beach, you went to Virginia Beach, which was like six hours. If you had a little more money... You went down to Nags Head, down to, yeah, uh, yeah. The, you know, in the, what is that called in North Carolina? The go, Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. Yeah. And then if you, uh, you, some people go down, and then if you really had money, you went down to Florida. But that That's was right. like, and, you know, big time. Course, we made it there once. And of course, you've left out <laughs> completely, through. you left out completely Myrtle Beach. Myrtle know, Beach, yeah. Yeah. That was always, uh, I don't know. And that's probably more of the family spot. And there are different spots that cater to different groups. Yeah. And you've got to do that. Uh, incidentally, I mentioned Sevier County because I spent a lot of time working up there. Uh, they used to have a Chuck Taylor Converse factory outlet store, and I did a pretty good trade with them years ago, and that's when I first started collecting Chuck Taylors because they sent me every edition for three years free that came out in trade. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was like 60-something pairs. So I thought, oh, I'll just keep collecting. But uh, in trade is a good thing. But in, 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 in Sevier County, the hotels – they count the traffic three times a day. One o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock. They change their marquees with the room rate prices how many times? Three times a day. Hmm. And they change it according to the traffic count. And they hit it right every day. Because uh, that's probably check-in time. Well, yeah, 7 o'clock is, is, but in the well, summertime, people are arriving there late. But how, when do you think the, the, the highest rates are? 7 o'clock. Or when the traffic is highest. Right. Exactly. You know, it's not. I, I hate that old saying, well, it's not rocket science. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's observation science is what it is. Observation science. What are people doing? When are they doing it? How often are they doing it? Watch the people, and then you know how to promote the business. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, no no arguments here. Now, Chuck, you you said earlier that you had a promotional story that increased your business twenty nine percent. I didn't want to not let you share that with us. But. Well, well, and it's not nearly as impressive as just the the great common sense stuff that they did. But it's a cool story for us, and it's something that that we used, and I still talk about and, and stuff like that. But I'm a big believer in a lot of what you said, but I won't say it near near as eloquently. But always thought there's one thing I've always done with with our businesses always done a lot of stuff on talk radio right i'm kind of like you chase i'm a talk radio junkie i've always liked it ever since yeah. i was young and and it was one of those things where i have found that that particular audience is extremely loyal right they listen most days every day um uh, to, to most of the show so I, I like that and i thought i remembered one time when i was in school and this was the silliest thing in the world but we had one of those deals our attorney sponsored where you could hit a half-court shot and win, uh, win a car. You know what I mean? And so it, it just one of the times that, that you know the attorney had done it, you know, years later, somebody hit the half-court shot and won. 
and won the car. And you had an insurance policy. Correct. Yeah, right. So I was just thinking one day, I said, I'm going to call my insurance agent. And this was April of, I'm sorry, this was probably a little bit before April. Uh, but but in my business, in pest control business, March, April, May, those are your busy three months. Yeah. Termites are swarming, all that kind of good stuff going on. So I called my insurance agent. And I said, man, I said, obviously, you know, this is something that that's, you know, that they're doing and, and they're not paying for this car because there's not enough money. They're selling tickets for it. What do you do? And he said, well, let me look into it a little bit. He's a local small business guy, too, represents a couple of companies. Called me back. So here's what you do. He said, you got to call this place. It's called Grand Prize Promotions. And you buy the insurance through them. It was $2,000 is what it cost me to buy this insurance. And what they sent me was a safe with the five-digit code. And they gave me 500 chances to win $200,000. Okay. I'm sorry, $100,000. It was 500 chances to win $100,000. And I said, this is awesome. So I teamed up with a a local radio station, and I said, here's what I want to do. I want to go out, and I want every day I want to have a trivia question on two of your shows. And the first, I'm only taking five people per show, so I'm only taking 10 people a day. You can only qualify once. Every time we ask this trivia question, you know the answer. You call my office. I gave the office number there. They answered the question. It made me, who's the 16th president of the United States? Boom. First five. And my office phones would light up. I'm talking about you couldn't get in for like 20 minutes. And this was every day for a month. And here's what I gave everybody. I gave everybody one free pest control service, which is crazy. Which is absolutely crazy. So it's 10 people a day. I hired two people. I lost so much money on the front end. Because it wasn't one of these sleazy deals where we go out and we're like, oh, Mr. Channel, that's a great house here. Let's sign you up. No, we came Mm -hmm. in. We did a really good service for you on the inside, a really good service for you on the outside, and left. The The classic loss leader. Correct. That's yeah. exactly. I got it from from the car dealers. Do that a lot, yeah. uh, and and that's where I got my idea from. But what I found was, is two things. Number one, everybody wanted that chance to win the money because the way it was, it was you had, five, and I gave five people one hundred chances. So they actually came in the radio station. They were punching buttons in the safe during the show and stuff. I drew five names. All five of them got in there. But if you think about five, that's one in ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine chance of having the right sequence of code. So nobody wanted, but everybody that participated did get a free quarterly service from us and what we found was if we went out we did a good job you didn't try to oversell anything but we used what what is a differentiator in our business right so what's worked for us and what makes us special and in in my line of work everybody has access to the same stuff so it's it's the way you go to market right it's the only way i can stand out in my business because anybody can get anything once you once you're licensed and insured and all that and it we just that one particular month we were up 29 percent. it was the greatest single idea that i've ever had in 17 years of business and it was so so simple because what i did is i brought everybody in everybody wanted a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars it was fun it's fun to dream yeah. it's fun to think gosh i could do it because and, and at the very end they send me the sealed envelope right so i had to open it and then i type in the code for like the 501st entry then it opens it and then you know you've got the little thing that you would send back if someone did actually crack it but that's how that worked and it was it was a simple two thousand dollar promotion that wow. i did that that we have know, a text that actually came in and it says did you and Neil from Bradford go to the same fraternity? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I believe he may have uh, he may have gone to a to a different school. I, I don't remember uh, hanging out with Neil in school. He's a little bit older than me. He's closer to your age. I think age. he went to chiropractic school. Exactly. I didn't realize that you guys were Patriots fans either. I didn't realize I was a Patriot fan. I don't know what in the world that was the other day when he yeah. said that uh, for uh, George's inaugural show. That's uh, he must have me mixed up. I just seen the Patriots fall off a cliff. Well, as we as we wind down here, because um, we don't have a whole lot of time left, 
And George B's coming up at 4 o'clock. If you want to call in, the number to call 678-931, which is the radio station, WTJS. And But I want to find out, because you were on air at a competing radio station for how many years were you there? Off and on. I don't know. Chuck can probably answer can, that better than I can. I Probably about 10 years plus. It, yeah, at least. They said that Chuck has been listening to you and talk radio since Colonel Sanders was a private. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's been a while. I'm telling you, I'm such a dork. Like, as cool as I am now, it, it's really it's really weird that I got, got here because I was such a dork in school. Young people like talk radio once they discover it. Yeah. Right. It's kind of funny. Uh and, and a lot of young people discovered it because they were stuck in the car in the afternoons when mom or dad or carpoolers were picking them up at okay. school and they had afternoon drive time on. And I years later in teaching school after another retirement, I found out, yeah, yeah, my, I used to listen to you, my, my granddaddy. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. The, the competing stuff, I was fired. And it was, it, was, it was a great firing except for the fact that the general manager and I had a, had a handshake agreement that if I was ever fired, it would take, he would do it live on talk radio. He didn't. He wasn't allowed to. That's the only thing that upset me about it. Uh, in fact, when the Jackson that'd be so great to hear. When the ja- would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when the Jackson son interviewed me after the firing, they said, "Well, would you have said that all uh, all about the liquor industry if you'd known?" Uh, you were going to be fired. Would you have said all that? I said, well, I would have said more. (laughs) because." And and tell them what you said about the liquor industry, because it was really just stating an opinion. Basically, I took the position personally. People asked me what I thought, and I told them what I thought, and then we did polls, and the people thought the same thing. Uh, There was a big war on wine and grocery stores. I know that probably seems silly to people who come in from other parts of the country. And here I was. At that time, I was a Baptist. I am a teetotaler. Uh, I really don't think liquor adds anything to the betterment of the world, but I'm not against people drinking. But I didn't want my grandma or my aunt or my cousins going down to the liquor store and then going to the grocery store. I wanted them to be able to buy their bottle of wine when they bought their lamb chop. It just made sense. We don't have to go to a dairy store to buy milk. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the war with the Tennessee legislature. Uh, and, and the liquor lobby was heavily financed. And then you had the red, uh, red, white, and food, which was, you know, be able to buy it everywhere. So the liquor stores came out with this campaign, which some of them still, still have. And they say, do you want to buy your wine where you buy your toilet paper? Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they say, we have people who are trained. And wine, which what that means is they're part-time employees that make the same wage as the Walmart clerk. They put a bow tie on them. That's basically <laughs> what that means. There's small yays at Kroger now. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, there yeah. really are, and they're and they're not bad. Like I'm just now getting into wine, so like I have a lot of questions when I go, and I'm done. Everything they've recommended, they I've liked. Well, well, I mean, that was more than ridiculous. Me. You can, you know, you should hire on personality. You can train people to do everything else, that's unless right. it's heart surgery or something you know that might need a little bit more training but the liquor store is trying to think everybody oh you need to buy from here and if we, if we turn it over to the grocery stores then, then all the kids and all the clerks are going to be stealing wine out and they're going to be drinking the wine out behind the thing yeah possibly maybe as much as they have beer over the last 50 right. years cigarettes so, anything else so I, I just took that i took that stand and uh two days after after uh ownership um of the station 
came down to tell uh, me and Bill Way, he did mornings, I did afternoons. Y'all are the bookends. Y'all have got number one ratings in your time slot, age 25 and up. We're so proud of you. Is there anything we can do to help support you? That was on a Wednesday. On Friday, I was fired because the liquor lobby came in and said, <laughs> we were going to do this many hundred thousands of dollars worth of advertising on this issue. But your man, George B., we want him removed. Well, that was the deal. And I'm telling you now, folks, uh, our Take 10 Caller poll, 80% of the people and 80% of the comments in those shows, yeah, we want wine in the grocery store. Unless they just said, we don't want any wine, we don't want any liquor at all. Uh, lips that have touched liquor will never touch mine if they were that, of that mindset. Yeah, And that's okay. I don't drink anything but coffee and milk and water. But I, I think the people that do, why can't they get it usually in a better part of town? Yeah. Then wasn't it this week that the, the law store. was finally put in place? Yeah, I think on Monday now. Well, now you can buy it on Sunday. Yeah, you can buy it on Monday. You can buy it on Sunday, right? Like, is, that was the thing. That was the new thing now. So yeah. liquor stores, they had what was called these blue laws blue around laws. here. Yeah, that's right. And you couldn't have, I mean, back in, in, in George's day, um, you could. Gee, thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, but come you're on, right. you, know, I mean, you but, couldn't, like, people didn't go to restaurants on Sundays. Well, if you, if you went to a convenience store on Sunday, uh, you could only buy food items if they didn't have to be cooked. Right. Wow. So the owner of the old Q Mart franchise went to court and ate a raw egg just to show that you know that's that's probably <laughs> a good rule now here's what's coming i took three issues that i was asked about one was the lottery in tennessee i was against it i'm still against it uh one was and i lost that one except in our the county of madison they voted against the lottery so i was influential there uh i took an issue on the wine in grocery stores it's past. Ten years from now, there's not going to be any liquor stores. I'm sorry for you guys that are listening right now that are in the liquor store business. I don't care how corrupt your liquor lobby is and your distribution system is. You're going to be gone in ten years. Find a way to get a kiosk of liquor in the grocery stores and change your business model because everything's going to be in the grocery store, the Jack Daniels and the Boone's Farm wine and everything in between. Okay. The other issue was the state income tax, and it was trying to be shoved in beneath us. I felt like I had an obligation as a people's spokesman. I was against it. Obviously, I won two out of three, so I feel like the track record's you know pretty good. Uh, by the way, may I say why I'm against the lottery? Yeah. Because that's an anti-libertarian stance. No, it's not. You don't think so? Hear me out. Okay. No. Uh, it's not on moral grounds. Everybody should have a right to spend their money as they want to spend it. So I wasn't against the lottery for that reason. I wasn't against the lottery because it was a tax on the poor, which it is, ultimately. I was against it because every time I'd been in other states and I'd gone in a convenience store to get a Dr. Pepper and maybe a package of peanuts, I had to stand in the lottery line. And the people that bought lottery tickets smelled bad. <laughs> so I took a personal... I, I'm, that's not funny. Adversarial position. You don't believe me. You... Go on in your go in your convenience store and stand in there and see the people in the lottery line and the scratch and sniff line on the lottery tickets and count how many people you see in three piece suits and then count how many people you see with a cigarette in their mouth that they put out because they're going to relight when they get outside a baby under their arm uh, no milk or, or food for the baby but they're buying a carton of cigarettes six pack of beer and some lottery tickets. 
and they smell bad. God See, bless America. They don't use their they don't use their money for soap or deodorant or other personal hygiene products. It's called retirement planning, George. Well, I'm telling you, it's called retirement. All you got to do is hit it. All you got to do is hit that five digit code one time. If they don't have two lines. One for the lottery tickets and one for the other customers. And yeah. if they don't have a really good uh, ventilation system, I'm not going in there. And that's why I have always been against the lottery. That's something else. <laughs> We're hanging out with George B., the other voice you hear. That's Chuck Talker Walker. And this is 93.1. If you're just now joining us, there's an encore performance of the show tomorrow morning from 9 until 10. Or as always, you can go to iHeartRadio.com and catch up on the show. And then if you want to hear more, George is coming up in just a few minutes. So you get to tune in to the Take 10 Caller Poll. You I mean, missed up my nap. I usually take a nap before the show. <laughs> That's true. I did. I had to bribe him into coming in here, and I really appreciate you coming in. He was sleeping over there by the corn, crackling cornbread. And, you know, really, Jackson has to thank Chuck and I for getting George B. back on the air. That's true. That, I we didn't do that picture on Monday like we had anticipated. And, and I, I would never want to brag about Chase and I, but I'm telling you. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, and it's true. I've been such a talk radio junkie. And as soon as I met him, he and I hit it off because we are the same mindset. And we called you up and we took you. Remember, we were at Flatiron, right? We took him to a local restaurant here yeah. in town, a small business, and said, Look, yeah. you got to do it. We had they big paid grand- for my lunch. That's we, right. Well, we did. I, Chase paid for your lunch. I tried and it bounced, but Chase paid for your lunch. <laughs> And uh, it, but the, and that was it because we need every every small town you need more voices of reason even when you don't agree with them because I'm, don't, I'm, be, I'm completely opposed to the lottery thing I think you know what I don't play it but I don't care I'm such a, you okay. know I I don't care at all but I love that I love that you and I can disagree about that yeah. and that's what you need on the radio you don't well, need sunshine and rainbows and silliness yeah. you get in there and take a big whiff and you'll change your <laughs> mind but you know and I I thank you guys because I've been asked several times about coming back to radio. And I wouldn't even consider it. And you guys talked me into it. And if this week, this past week, has been any indication of how it'll be until I'm fired next time, I think I'm going to really enjoy it. Thanks, thanks for, thanks for being my friends. Thanks, thanks for uh, you know coming on air because yeah. And this is my first week of listening, so you've I'm a fan now, and I knew I would be the minute I met him. But it's been my first week of being able to listen to you on air, so I'm glad you're on air. And as of today, you can go to TalkLegends.com and you can hear George. And he's a. Uh, you can also go to GeorgeB.com and you can hear all the shows. And we're gonna archive each week's show, so you'll be able to check those out and make sure that you uh, you can check us and tune us on there. But uh, it's on screaming, isn't it? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's on online screaming. <laughs> it's online screaming. That's right. Oh, wait a minute, streaming. I'm sorry. It was very close. <laughs> very similar. Very. Any similar. final words, Chuck? No, I have any. What a, what a lot of fun today to, to do radio with both of you. My 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 oldest favorite show and my newest favorite show. And here I am representing you both. Please sign. Press R three copies. Too, he's, he's too kind. <laughs> Thanks for coming on with us, George. Thank you. I'll see everybody else in a few minutes. All right. So George is coming up, and if you just now are joining us tomorrow morning, you can hear what you missed from nine until ten. Or as always, you can go to facebook.com forward slash the chase channel show and be sure to call in at five o'clock today for the take 10 caller poll the number to call is six seven eight nine three one which is the station 93.1 wtjs until this time next time we'll catch you later jackson you've been listening to strictly business with chase channel be sure to subscribe on itunes or google play to hear fresh new weekly episodes For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. 
That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Chalk of Jackson. Everyone needs a car, but not everyone is perfect. You've made mistakes, went through bankruptcy, or got divorced. But that shouldn't stop you from driving the car you want. That's why Victory Honda of Jackson guarantees credit approval to everyone, regardless of your situation. That's right. We guarantee 100% credit approval to all customers, even when you've been turned down elsewhere. We help good people with less than perfect credits get the car they deserve. Getting started is easy. Go to VictoryHondaJackson.com and you'll get credit approval in minutes. When others say no, we say yes. Yes to 100% credit approval. For complete details and to get started, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com. Then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and start driving the vehicle you want and deserve. So don't delay. Come to Victory Honda today, where we finance people, not credit scores. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS.
I'm going down to Charleston Through the shadow of the mountains This road winds Through close up towns Forgotten dreams and welcome signs Fading far behind Gold country I'm thankful for the sons who died And didn't bat down from a federal fight Where the lead lies still and the smoke still rises On the Blair mountainside Cold country It put a root over my head and the armor on the tanks in Normandy a light shone bright in the hands of its care from the western skies to Washington D.C. now it lies broken high and cold and it's gray of Appalachian stone Cold country That's what government stamps and codings for We may have won a few battles but we lost the war Now we're slaves to poor Cold country It put a roof over my head And the armor on the tank in Normandy A light shone bright in the hands of its care From the western skies to Washington, D.C. Now it lies broken high and cold In its grave of Appalachian stone Thank you.